Hey friend, and welcome to the Everyday Jesus Podcast, where each week we talk about how everyday life and Jesus are meant to collide. I'm your host, author, speaker, and nonprofit founder, Cassie Downs. Now before we get started, go grab a cup of coffee, curl up in your favorite chair, and get ready to dive into today's episode. Hey friends, and welcome back to the Everyday Jesus Podcast. Cassie here. So today's podcast episode is called Overwhelmed to Overjoyed, and this is something that I have had to personally walk through and is a constant struggle of mine, and that is just a feeling of being overwhelmed. Um, As we're coming out of this quarantine time with the COVID-19, we're finally allowed a little freedom and we're beginning to work our way back out of our homes and... um, kind of into the madness we call real life again. Uh, This week, we found out that baseball is actually going to be a thing again and possibly a summer basketball season as well for my oldest son. And, you know, churches are beginning to open back up and just things are beginning to look a little bit more like the old normal um, around here. And to be honest, I have been a little overwhelmed by it, and maybe some of you are too. For me, quarantine time was amazing. I loved it. Um, It was kind of a force um, in my family to slow us down. It was amazing for me, but I also know there are a lot of you out there who didn't think it was so amazing. There are some of you who lost their jobs or you know, we're forced to shut down your small businesses for a period of time, causing a lot of um, pain in your life and a lot of um, unknowns and fear and all of those things. And And I am so incredibly sorry to you all. For me, it was just a little bit of a rest period. But for many of you, it was not rest. It was anxiety and overwhelming and all of those things that I'm talking about today. So with that in mind, I thought it would be a really good time to talk to you about how I was able to overcome um, my feelings of overwhelm, being overwhelmed, and um, yeah. So I'm going to back up a little bit and tell you kind of how this all started. It was, oh gosh, probably three years ago at this point now, and I was really struggling to fight off burnout and depression. And when I say depression, please understand that I don't take that lightly. Uh, To be completely transparent with you, I fought that title, those words, or that word depression, for a good two years. Um, I can look back now in hindsight and see that that's really what it was. It's not something that I wanted to believe that it was. I... I have an incredible husband and incredible kids and an awesome family and friends. And so for me to say that I was depressed or I went through a depression just seems crazy. And so for a couple of years, I didn't really buy that that was the issue. And it wasn't until long after I came out of that that I realized that I really was depressed. Like I was crying for no reason. I was completely overwhelmed. I felt completely alone, even though I was surrounded by a ton of people who loved me and cared for me. 
Um, so yeah, guys, I was depressed and I was not in a good place. And, you know, for a long time, I struggled to believe that if you were a Christian, that you could be depressed. Um, because hello, you have Jesus who can be depressed when you have Jesus. And the truth is you can, um, I love Jesus with my whole heart and I serve him diligently and have devoted my life to him. And I was depressed. Um, now, with that being said, I realize now that I got to that point of depression because I wasn't allowing him to lead my life. I was trying to do things on my own for so long that I had kind of pushed him to the back burner unintentionally. And therefore, that is when the darkness and the overwhelming um, feelings and ultimately a place of depression was over, able to overtake me and overtake my life at that point. So it wasn't until I really realized, oh, you know what? I'm kind of leaving the Lord out of this. I love him with my whole heart, but I wasn't allowing him to lead me. I was loving him, but wasn't allowing him to lead. So in that journey of going from overwhelmed to overjoyed, I found a few tools that really helped me move from one to the other, from overwhelmed to overjoyed. And so I just thought it would be fun today to share some of those tools that I used uh, with you today in hopes that hopefully if you are feeling overwhelmed that we can, you know, kick that thing in the rear and stop it in its tracks and that you will hopefully take these tools and apply them to your life and you will move from overwhelmed to overjoyed in your own life. So the first of my six tools, and these aren't necessarily in any specific order. These are just six of the things that I started to implement in my life that helped me. Um, the first one is just to simply be you. Be the woman or man of God, um, or be the woman or the man that God created you to be. <clears throat> Stop trying to please other people. And this was so hard for me. And I still struggle with this so much, you all. I am a people pleaser. I love for people to love me. I like to be liked. Um, I want to help people. And in that, a lot of the time, I wind up trying to please people rather than pleasing God. And that usually leads me to feeling overwhelmed because I am trying so hard to live up to so many other people that I'm not living up to the me that God created me to be and the things that he created me to do, I don't have time for because I'm so focused on trying to please everybody else. And that, like I said, is such a big struggle of mine, even right now as we're talking. Uh, Lisa Turkers wrote a book called The Best Yes uh, several years back, and it is a great book, one that you guys should definitely check out. But she just talks about using the best yes for your season of life. And to stop saying yes to everything just to please other people. And that's me. A lot of the time I say yes to things that I really don't have a heart to do. Or maybe I do have a heart to do it. But more often than not, it's because I have a heart for the person who's asking me to do it. And because I don't want to let them down or I don't want to disappoint them, I say yes to things that really aren't what God is asking me to do right now. Are they bad things? Absolutely not. Most of the time, they're great things and they're great opportunities. 
But just because they're great things and great opportunities doesn't mean that they are the best thing for me right now. And so I had to come to a point where I understood that it's important to say yes to things, but they need to be the best things for my life. They need to line up with the things that God is asking me to do, not just be a yes because of the person asking me to do it. Um, Guys, there's going to be times in your life where you're going to let people down and it's not any fun, but it is just part of the process. And if they are true friends or if they are true loved ones, they are going to love you and support you either way. And so that is a big fear of mine though. And so I understand the fear of letting someone down, but don't let that hold you back because what can happen is we get so busy saying yes to everything else and trying to please other people that we totally miss what God has for us as an individual. So just make sure that you're using your best yes and it is for the right reason, which is to honor and glorify God, not to please someone else. The second tool in my little toolbox is to plan well. I am a planner. I ask my husband, ask my kids, ask my friends. I am a planner. I love to plan. But um, I think it's super important. And I think that everyone needs to own a planner. Um, Not a person. (laughs) Not a person who plans. Not that kind of a planner. But a calendar, a planner book. Um, it's important that we own one of those, but it is even more important that we don't let it own us. So you have control over what you add to your agenda and what can wait. You have that control. So for a lot of years, guys, my planner, my calendar completely owned me. It was all about what was in there. I would check it a hundred times a day as to think that something would change that day. Like I was absolutely, I think, addicted to planning, which sounds completely ridiculous. And it is completely ridiculous, but it was so true of me. Um, but again, I believe it's important that we plan well, but we can't allow it to own us. So if you overload your day, This is an example. If you overload your day, you can expect to feel overwhelmed. Like it's important to plan well, but if we plan and plan and plan and plan to the point that we have no time for us, no time for our family, no time for our friends, no time for the things that God is calling us to do, or even if we're just planning so much of those things that we're neglecting our other things, like that is allowing your planner to own you. So plan and plan well. And when I say plan well, if you have a meeting that day or you have four meetings that day, make sure that as you're planning those meetings out that you are giving yourself plenty of time because one thing I've learned is that rushed people are not happy people. Amen? I'm gonna give myself an amen on that one. Rushed people are not happy people. So if I have four meetings that day and I'm trying to get all four of these meetings done that day, if I am not allowing ample time in between those meetings um, to care for myself and like take care of me a little bit, give myself a breather, give myself a lunch, give myself a snack break, like I like to eat y'all, so snack breaks are definitely important. If I am not allowing those kinds of things to happen, I'm going to be rushed from one meeting to the next and I am going to be grouch, 
grouch. You know what I mean? So it's important that we plan well. Plan and plan well, but don't let your planner own you. So for example, on days that I do all of my writing, which is my Thursdays generally, that's the day that I sit down and I write my devotional for the following week. And I get it scheduled for email and I get it scheduled for text messaging and I get it ready for all of those things. But what I can't do on Thursday is a list of other things. Why? Because I have a big day on Thursdays already and I need time to dig into God's word and I need time to hear from the Lord and I need time to do all of those things to write and to have that ready for Monday. So if I have writing day on Thursday, but my friend wants to go to Springfield on Thursday or my husband wants to take me here on Thursday, like I have to back up and be like, okay, so if I'm going to do those things, I need to move my writing day. Or if, you know, it's not a super important occasion or something, I may say, you know what, I would love to, but Thursdays are a hard day for me. And it's not possible for me to get all of those things done and still be kind and be sane and still be joyful. So guys, you really just have to pick and choose your battles and plan well, because if you don't, you're going to wind up overloaded and overwhelmed. So take control of your planner. Um, my third thing that I would probably have to say is probably, I know it's the most important thing. Um, and that is your daily prayer and devotion. Um, make sure that you're creating space each day day to spend time with Jesus. He is what will refuel us when we are feeling empty and overwhelmed. If we neglect time with him, we will soon find ourselves unable to accomplish the beautiful task he has set before us. God has given us so many gifts. Um, I'm reminded of Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. And in the message version, it says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And guys, pretty much what that's saying is if you want to live an overjoyed life, if you want to turn in the feelings of being overwhelmed and empty, spend time with the Lord. Spend time with Jesus because it's through him that you will learn to live freely and lightly. It's through him that you will find a real rest. A lot of times we want to rest and we want to neglect our prayer and our devotion, but that is the very thing that will move us from overwhelmed to overjoyed. It alone can be a game changer, you guys, because when we are spending the, um, the correct time with him, when we are spending our lives devoted to Christ, then it's it's when he is a he is able to fill us with his fullness. Christ is the fullness of God. And when we can grab a hold of that, we get all of the things that he offers, the peace, the joy, the comfort, the goodness, the faithfulness, all of those things, the love. Like when we are full of Christ, we receive the fullness of God. And so if you want to live an overjoyed life, that is where you need to start. And that is in your devotion and your prayer time with the Lord most important thing. Next on my list is our family Sabbath. Now, 
in my family, we we try and do this and we're not always perfect at it. So don't listen to this and think, oh, she's just got it all figured out. I assure you, I do not. But we do try. A family Sabbath if for us is generally like one day a week um, that we set aside and we don't we don't hang with friends. We don't um, do anything really outside of being a family. So for us, that may mean a kayak trip together, or it may mean we're just out hanging and working around the house together, and we're eating our meals together, and we're doing all that, which by the way, we eat supper together every night. Uh, that is just something that I was raised to do, and we have always done, and I know that's kind of a thing in the past anymore, but I would encourage you, eat meals together. It's There's just something special about sitting down at a dinner table every night with your family and having dinner and having conversations and laughing together and talking and just enjoying a meal together. So anyways, that's just extra. Um, But anyway, so just make sure that you're setting time aside for your family. Uh, It's easy in the hustle and bustle of our world to neglect that family time. And I know a lot of us, Um, through this COVID pandemic, like we have probably learned the value of our family a little bit more. I know for me, um, you know, that's something we do a lot of because I stay at home with my kids. And so we have a whole lot of family time together and my husband's home every night and things like that. But even through this, I have learned, I think, the value of my extended family even a little bit more Uh, Six years ago, the Lord moved us from my hometown to, oh gosh, I think we're four hours away from all of our family, and we don't get to get home as often as we would like, and that is something that I have resolved to be better at. You know, I, I have come to realize, you know, my grandpa, he just passed away in January, and, you know, and I've had other grandparents pass away you know, since we've lived here and things like that. But I think just between my grandpa passing away and the pandemic that we've just experienced, like God has really been softening my heart and dealing with me on the value of our, even our extended family and just how important that is that we're making time for that, that we're showing up and that our kids are with their grandparents and they're making memories and we're making memories with our parents and grandparents because y'all family, they won't be here forever. Like they are so important and I know you may have issues with some of your family and I would just encourage you to resolve that. You only get one family and I know they're not always perfect. I'm not always perfect, but they are your family and they are worth fighting for and they are worth spending time with. And so I would just encourage you guys in that. But anyways, and definitely um, spend time with just your, your, your spouse, your kids. If you're a single mom and make sure you're spending time with your kiddos each week and it's a day that you guys don't have to run here and run there but you can just be together and you can do something that you love as a family and that has been a game changer for us it just reminds me of the joy that I have right in front of me which is my family so the next thing would be to make time for you um I think there's a lot of controversy when it comes to this I think sometimes especially if you're a mom you get a lot of mom guilt when it comes to this But I just have to encourage you to set aside time for self-care. I'm not one of those people who are going to tell you to put self-care above everything else because I disagree. I think it is extremely important 
But if you are married and have children, like your family comes first. And before that, the Lord comes first. And so don't neglect those things for your self-care in a way. But at the same time, don't allow mom guilt or things like that to tell you that you're not a good mom or you're not a good wife if you're making time for yourself because that is a lie of the enemy. The enemy wants us to be run down and overwhelmed and, uh, you know, joyless and restless and all of those things because if we are, he can weasel his way into our life and we don't need that. So make sure that you are taking ample time for yourself, to care for yourself spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, you matter. You absolutely matter. So take care of you because when you take care of you, guess what? You have the energy to take care of the other people in your home and those around you, in your ministry, at your job, whatever the case is, in your home. Like when you feel good and you are full of joy and you've had your daily devotional time and you've had your family time and you're planning well and and you're being the you God created you to be and you're exercising, which I feel like sometimes is a curse word. Guys, I hate to exercise. But when you are spiritually well and you're physically well and you're taking care of your finances and you're emotionally well, then you are going to be the best at caring for other people. So that is super important. And then lastly, if you are married, I just encourage you to date your spouse. And this can even be part of your family Sabbath. Like if you need to take a day of the week for you and all your kids and your husband or whatever, that's great. But also make sure that you're dating your spouse. Um, Make time each week for for him or her. Uh, They're your best friend. And uh, men, God gave you a helper and a, and a wife. And, you know, ladies, I think it's important that we are investing in that relationship. Uh, take a walk. Have a quiet dinner together while the kids play outside. Get creative, but do this. Make sure that you're doing this. Uh, so a few years ago, Dustin and I needed a date night. And we were not able to take a date night because our kids weren't old enough to stay home by themselves. And... Uh, We live, you know, as I mentioned, we don't live near grandparents and cousins and aunts and uncles or anything like that. And so, but we desperately needed a date night. We just needed a couple of hours just to be together and to just have a conversation that didn't require talk about kids or sports or whatever. And so I was sharing with my kids that I just really needed a date night. And so my kids cooked us dinner and my daughter made menus, which there was only one thing on the menu, which was, you know, what we had made. <laughs> but they did everything. They served us and they lit candles and they had the table set and they got us drinks and they brought our dessert and they did everything. But when they weren't serving us, they were out of sight, out of mind. They were in the rooms being quiet allowing us to just have a dinner for two in our in our kitchen and it was such a blessing for us as parents just to see that like our kids loved us enough and they knew that mom and dad just needed some time together but also just for me as a mom I just thought you know I'm doing something right here because like they they genuinely just wanted to serve us and they had such kind hearts about it And it just made me so full of joy. And so, 
you know, if finances are tight or if you don't live near your family or whatever, I just encourage you to do what you can do. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be extravagant. Most of our dates aren't extravagant. There are times that we have just went for a drive and that was our date. But it's much needed. Like invest in that relationship because when your kids are grown, guys, your spouse, that's who you have. And so don't make your marriage all about your kids. It is definitely about your kids too, but it's not all about your kids. So just make sure that you are investing in that relationship and taking time for that to allow him or her to help you carry your load. It is so incredibly important. If it hadn't been for my husband, Uh, When I went through what I went through, and a lot of it, I don't even think he really understood or was aware till later also, but he was always my rock through everything, and so I'm so incredibly grateful for him. And if you're single, just do as I said and just make time for you. Um, Do that. Take care of yourself and, you know, learn to be the best mom or wife that you can be when the time comes. And invest in people who maybe are married or maybe have kids and and pick their brains and ask questions and glean from their wisdom because someday you will wish that you had that. But anyways, well, guys and gals, I just appreciate you guys being here today. And those are my six tools for moving from overwhelmed to overjoyed. I hope that something I said here today just blesses you or helps you move from overwhelmed to overjoyed. Jesus was meant to collide with our everyday life, guys, and that happens whenever we allow it to. If that's in the middle of a depression, then that's in the middle of a depression. Like He is willing to show up in the middle of whatever it is. And so I just encourage you guys to just keep allowing Jesus to collide with your life. And that's a wrap on this week's episode. Make sure you check out CassieDowns.com to stay in the know about all the things happening with me and Everyday Jesus Ministry. Friend, I love you and I will see you next time.